abundance. We all want more of it. Health, relationships, career, prosperity. To be human is to strive for more. There's ample advice on how to create abundance. We need to have positive thoughts and believe in ourselves. But what happens if positive thinking doesn't come naturally? Are we doomed? I'm Jill McCabe, author, entrepreneur, negative thinker turned optimist, and your host on the Thinking Vitamins podcast. For years, I struggled to believe in myself. And for years, I fell short of my goals and aspirations. Until I learned a nifty bit of neuroscience that taught me how we can all rewire our brains to have more positive thoughts, self-belief, and abundance. That's what I created Thinking Vitamins for. Thinking vitamins are sticky ideas, mantras, and perspective shifts that retrain your brain to expect good things to happen to you. So I ask you, are you ready to boost your abundance? Let's dive in. Question, has anyone ever dissuaded you from one of your creative passions where you just absolutely loved being a creative. You felt that you were an artist. Maybe you were a singer. Maybe you were a creative artist. Maybe you drew, maybe you did something. And you thought perhaps you would do a business in that arena. But along the way, people told you to get reasonable and get sensible and take care of your life. And perhaps you did. And perhaps you did, and you left that creativity behind, whatever it was that you were doing, you're not doing it anymore. I will tell you, I've heard that story so many times in the work that I do. People come to me to build their passion businesses when they're done sort of living the life everybody wanted them to live, and they're ready to live the life that they were born to live. And I know that that story comes up more than just like, you don't necessarily have to have a business to get back to your creativity. But when we close the door on a part of our life that is important to us, it somehow stops us from our whole being. And that's what today's episode is all about. In this case, it's about singing and singing again. And I can personally say that I used to sing as a child. I actually went to a school for performing arts where I sang, but I didn't necessarily sing well enough to make a career from it, but I really enjoyed it. And I would sing by myself as I was walking down the street and I would sing in the shower. But the older I get, I, I, I lost my, my way with singing. I started listening to others, maybe not good enough to add my voice to the mix. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about singing again. But you can also think about this as bringing back creativity in anything you do and welcoming that back into your life. Now, to talk about this today, I've got uh, a guest who, well, I met this guest. Her name is Sylvia Humble, and we met a year ago. In fact, I'm living in the home I'm living because of her. We met on a dog walk, and she and her son at let me know about this wonderful place called Nanus Bay in British Columbia. And I tended to agree with them. And I ended up looking for a home here and having a home here. And we got to know each other on over a course of a few walks, became friends. 
And she was at the time trying to figure out where to next. And I'll let her share that story. But needless to say, she wasn't singing before I met her. Now she's singing. She ended up uh, doing one of our programs at Boom U that helped her bring forward that into a business. But like I said, it doesn't need to be a business. So let me introduce Sylvia and uh, we will start to sing again. So Sylvia Humble. In her youth, Sylvia was classically trained in voice and musical theory. She was also an Ontario silver medalist, often singing in front of small audiences with her rock and folk bands. Feeling the pull of social expectations, she felt the need to leave behind her love of singing and songwriting to focus on a career and raising a family. Two decades later, after facing a cancer diagnosis, she realized she could no longer deny the music in her soul. Sylvia has now broken her silence and started songwriting, recording, and performing again. As well, she discovered that her purpose is to help other people free their voice. Since August 2021, Sylvia has been guiding and coaching people on one-on-one -on -one and in groups and how to sing in harmony and have fun singing with others. She has seen her community members transform just by coming together and singing together with absolutely no other reason than to have fun. I am very excited about welcoming Sylvia to the show. Sylvia, thank you so much for coming and um, being the very first podcast where I'm actually doing it from my living room. Thank you so much, Jill, for inviting me into your home. This is right. so exciting. It really is. Okay. So, Sylvia, yeah, when we met, you, I remember you were exploring this, you were trying to figure out what to do. And the concept of singing was just like, you have this background with singing. You've got, you won a medal, you had a band, you know, all these things in your bio. And that when I met you, like you barely mentioned it as one of your options moving forward. That's right. It was a big part of my life when I was young. So I, I, um, and then I completely shelved it for, for the longest time. But when I was young, um, I sang a lot with my, with my father who was, uh, um, from England and all these folk songs and rounds that we used to sing together with my sister and on family car trips. Although my mother didn't sing because she was told, I think it might've been my dad who said, you can't sing oh. as a lot of people get told, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they get laughed at or told that they can't sing. So yeah. they don't, I can relate. Yes. So, um, but I did sing with my dad and my sister. And um, we used to sing rounds and um, he used to make up songs. And so I saw that freedom of creativity. And, and then um, I was gifted with a mother who supported my love of singing. And she, um, she paid for me to have singing lessons. And I was classically trained and I was in the choir in church and I used to compete. And um, it was, music was my dream. I wanted to be a singer. And then I... And then it stopped, right? And then you, like, there's something happened where... Well, I did, first I did um, explore that dream a bit mm. in my 20s. Okay. So I, I joined a rock band at, I think I was 19 or 20. 
and sang in Ottawa in small clubs. And I learned how to play guitar and I started writing songs. And, uh, and then I moved out west and I had a folk duo called Humble Green with my friend Kristen Green. And we were, um, we were writing songs. We even recorded a demo. And, and then um, there was a moment um, when I gave up on that dream. Okay. And so I, I was living in, on Vancouver on 10th Street um, on, near Commercial Drive. And my next door neighbor just happened to be a um, talent scout for um, for Sarah McLaughlin's record label. So I thought this is our chance; we could make something of ourselves. And I gave him the demo CD. And a few days later, he told me, "It's just beautiful, girls, but it's not edgy enough." So um, I got the message that I wasn't good enough; I wasn't going to make it as a singer. So wow. I shifted my focus in life. I'm, I think, wasn't there that story that the Beatles submitted their, did you hear that story? Like the Beatles submitted their stuff to a producer and their first feedback, um, they were told, uh, this is no good. No one will want this. <laughs> that is, I'm that is surprised. for real. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely learned about that. And, and I'm not necessarily, you know, it's not necessarily even about becoming the Beatles. I think, one of the things, a, a relationship I'm making, and I, I'm sure you're not the only person who drops something because, you know, you weren't good enough. I remember, you probably don't know this about me. So after I left performing arts for singing, I went to the theater program. Mm -hmm. It's like, they're trying to figure out what to do with me because I sucked at academics. <laughs> they're like, okay, you're not good at academics. Maybe you can sing. Okay, she's not that good at singing. Maybe you can do theater. Like, they couldn't just couldn't figure me out in school. And I remember seeing, you know, maybe getting some critical feedback, uh, theater. I know I was the number one critic actually back then, but I completely left the theater after seeing myself, uh, on TV and going, oh, I'll never make it. Mm. But you know, what's interesting is even in business, one bit of feedback does not a whole story make. And, you know, I'm sure smarter Sylvia now would realize that that was just one person's opinion. But yeah, you did end up leaving music completely. It was like, that's it. Yeah, that's right. I just put it on the shelf and it just wasn't part of my life anymore. Only occasionally I would sing and um, get a glimpse into that joy. But uh, I, yeah, I, I went, I completed my um, science degree and then I went for a master's degree. And then I, um, I, I was doing a consulting job in fisheries and then a government job in fisheries management. And, uh, um, and I got married, I had two children and that's, that was my life. Just doing my, you know, career and family was my life and singing was just an occasional thing. So I was, I was relatively quiet in, in music and just was missing that creative expression. Now you had a cancer diagnosis. That's right. And that's, um, yes, there was a breast cancer diagnosis, um, when I was 40 and I took, I was like, stop, you know, take a break from work. Let's get a handle on this. Um, and I started focusing on my health yeah. and I asked myself, well, what am I doing with my life? What do I really want to do? Um, you know, is there more, there's gotta be more to life than this, you know, commuting and sitting in a cubicle and doing data analysis and doing what I'm told. 
And so I, I had that curiosity at that time. And I did end up going back to work for a few years, um, but it was nagging. It kept nagging at me and it kept, you know, I, I had opened my eyes to new possibilities. Um, and then it, eventually I did quit my job after a few years. And that was when there was a, my family needed me. Basically there was a autism diagnosis uh, with my son and there was my in-laws who needed, who were moving out West and needed some help with their care. And uh, so I had a good reason to quit my job, but um, you're right. Singing was not on the table at that point. It was like, that wasn't an option because I would never be successful. So <laughs> I remember, I remember our first, you know, I, I don't know if it was our first walk, but I remember one of our walks and you were talking about how you were exploring what you were going to do. And I probably said something like, well, what are your options? And you, you know, you ran through, you're like, I could do this. And I this could grow and mushrooms. This. Yeah. I heard, like the mushrooms are for restaurants. You had a couple of options. Yeah. And probably my discipline would have, I mean, I don't remember this exact conversation. We're on a dog walk. You're <laughs> just like hanging I out. I remember it. But what, yeah, how did I okay, bring it? So I, you said, what, what is your dream? Okay. What have you always wanted to do? Okay. And I said, I always wanted to be a singer, but I gave up on that dream long ago. And you said, maybe you got the wrong message from the world about what it means to be a singer. Aww. And you told me that, that singing is the only thing that I should do because that's my love. That's my, that's in my soul. And that you, you have to do something you love so you can stick with it long enough to make it happen. Okay. Yes. So, okay. Wow. Okay. Well, good memory. And that sounds like something I would say, so I believe it. And, <laughs> and it's in the context of, we don't always have to do things we love, right? So we can start like you went off and you got the job and you got these things, but the context, when I say that to someone, it's the only thing you should do after you've done the job, after, you know, the family's being raised after a cancer diagnosis, I haven't had a cancer diagnosis, but I did have 18 months of a reset after being hit by car. And after that, it can be hard to do a business that's not in alignment. And when I say that, what I'm saying is when you're going to do your own business and it's at that stage in life and you want it to feel meaningful, you'll never be able to, businesses are hard to build. <laughs> so you're not going to be able to stick with it unless it's that dream in your heart. So, well, I'm, I'm glad I said it to you because I've had the, the joy of being able to see you sing in public and do all sorts of really cool things. And it's because of that conversation that I started to believe in myself and um, started working with you. And then, yes. Um, now, I love in your bio, you talk about your purpose is helping other people free their voice. I find that I find that cool. Right. So tell, let's talk more about that. Like, it's not always, you know, because you think of singing and you think of, oh, well, if I sing and that's my business, I have to produce CDs and go on tour. And that's a very narrow minded view. Um, but tell yes. me about discovering your purpose. What's okay. been like since you have? Well, I mean, it, it started with um, meeting you and then joining the um, Ignite program um, where, uh, 
where I just was getting back to singing and it was, you know, challenging those beliefs. You can't do it, um, you know. But that piece around the purpose, like helping others free. Because yes. I know you explored a so, lot of stuff. So it was it was because I was singing again and, and I was um, just it was back in my life in full force. I started performing again at the local art show and the museum. And, um, and it was just so joyful for me. And, um, through working with you, actually, one of the workshops, I realized that that was the impact that I could make on the world was to, I wanted to help people to, um, revive the joy of singing in their lives. Like I had done because it was such a, you know, transformation in my life. Now, I'm curious, I don't remember this part of the story, so I, you'll have to, you'll, you'll guide me here, but how did that, like helping other people sing, how did that become, like, I think you were going down to the beach and then people were joining in, like, wasn't there some organic sort of things that, cause I remember you'd, you'd come on and say like, oh, I went down to the beach and some people hung out and we all hung out and sung and it felt so good. Was that part of how you found that? Because you were just having these. Yes, I just started. Sing. I was just singing and writing, <laughs> and I would take my ukulele down to the beach and and sing. And um, there was a, a neighbor of mine who lives um, a couple doors down from the beach entrance and waterfront, and he heard me singing. And actually, I was swimming, and he he was on his boat, and we were talking about the singing. And he said, "Why don't you come and sing?" Um, during our set break at the museum. So I had an opportunity to go and perform and um, yeah. And I would just be down at the beach singing and I would meet people who said, Hey, I love your voice. Like let's get together and, and play. So would yeah, this be a good time to hear subconscious Sonia? Yes. I'm just yes. kind of feeling like, so oh, yes. Sylvia wrote this beautiful song because we, uh, in the program Ignite and through my work or my book, it's go time. I talk a lot about naming your subconscious, um, because that helps you get in relationship with the part of you that's maybe been extinguished. It's, it's the part of you that is responsible for all the good stuff in your life. And it's also the part of you that you need to onboard to make any awesome changes. And Sylvia wrote this part of her song. Yes, this was my the song to my subconscious who I called Sonia and because she was the character in the stories, the bedtime stories that my dad used to tell me and my sister about ourselves. So it's like an alter ego. And yes, this is my conversation with Sonia. yourself you whisper in my ear stick to your old familiar ways don't try to change you'll fall back down anyway you're so full of doubt and fear my dear subconscious Sonia let me take your hand little girl in the mirror let me show you who I really am. I am a singer of harmony, a creator of community. I am the writer of my story, a ripple of infinity. Don't 
But you gave up on your dream long ago. Go back to your desk, do what you're told. It's safer on this well-traveled road. You're too old and it's too late. Sonia, you're just shaking in those beliefs you've been mistaken. Let me show you the new trails I'm breaking. Let's celebrate, my dear subconscious Sonia. Let me take your hand. My partner in crime, together we rise as you start to understand. I am a singer of harmony, a creator of community. I'm the writer of my story, a ripple of infinity. Singer of harmony, a creator of community. I'm the writer of my story. A ripple of infinity Let's celebrate Let's celebrate Let's celebrate Oh, I love it. Thank you. I think Thank I, you for helping me with the inspiration for that song. I love that song, and it how I how I how did I forget to introduce Sylvia as the author, the the songwriter who did the Thinking Vitamins jingle, which I love. And I was just at an event, a beautiful event here. I took my mother, and Sylvia was singing live, and my mother was watching the show. And afterwards, my mother came up to me and said, that subconscious Sonia song, that should be your podcast song. That's everything you're about, which is really getting our subconscious on board with our whole life, with our true, you know, what, what's really our truth. And I'm so glad that it means something to you. I think it could mean something different for everyone. Yeah. And she was really moved by it. So, um, so mom, I hope you're happy <laughs> that the subconscious song, his song made it to the show. But I think it, it really is a, a beautiful, you know, what's that line in it? It's put your music in a box or put keep your, your music on keep, the shelf. Keep your music on the shelf. Just serve everybody else and sacrifice yourself. Serve everybody else and sacrifice yourself. I think whatever, I think we've all been told that about something we've been passionate about that's unreasonable or unlikely or not for us you know it's, it's like yeah it's like come on you have responsibilities here like get real like you said get real mm -hmm. i i spoke not too long ago to my university brought me in to do a, a commencement speech and so i was thinking well what might message might people want to hear just as they're graduating and and that brought me to an experience that i had with my nephew sort of a week before that where he's um you know, he's quite young and we were trying to, we were talking and he's like, no, no, I have to do my laundry. I'm like, well, he was at the folding stage. And so was I, I was like, well, we can fold together. So we decided to learn the Marie Kondo art of Japanese folding oh. uh, together online. And we ended up finding this channel and, you know, we'd done the pants and we had done the tops. And then he's like, underwear, underwear, I need to learn how to fold my underwear. You know? <laughs> 
proper little cute little folds. And so this was hilarious. He even he said, I can't believe like I'm excited about this. We made fold and fun. But I looked at this video and now I I just memory, but I think it was the one video just on underwear, boys underwear, half a million views and something like 750,000 subscribers which means just so you guys know that's monetized on youtube and so if you're you know that's a highly monetized youtube channel and this you know this individual had several different videos which means you can actually make a really good living folding underwear right and so we're told these messages about what will and won't work and put it on the shelf and don't do that except the world is not today the way the world was before there are like that woman is actually making money without charging anyone anything and just getting paid for YouTube views. There are ways of, of being in this world that are new and it's not wrong of our parents to maybe, or our neighbors or people to have given this advice. And that may have been true in a former world, but times have changed. That's right. It's not necessarily <laughs> get a good education, get a good job and stick with it for life anymore. Oh, not necessarily and almost certainly that's not that very few people are making that plan work anymore. Yeah. Very few people. And some are, but that's uh, so, yeah. And so I, I remember saying to the, to the graduating class, I said, so if you can make good money folding underwear, I have to think <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is you want to do. I mean, just, you know, open up your mind to the, to the ways that you could potentially do it. And I think you did open up your mind and you started this community singing. That's right. Yes. Yeah. I started experimenting with the idea of having a joyful singing group. So, um, so it's, I call it sing again. Yeah. And, um, it's a small group of people and I create a safe and encouraging community where we just get together and sing uplifting songs. And, um, and we do a little bit of mantra singing to sort of clear some of the barriers to singing that I make up some mantras that we sing, which is a lot of fun. And just sing some familiar songs and and uplifting songs and just um, and also sing harmony because that's my joy. I, I love singing harmony. So um, because I was in choirs and um, actually a lot of a lot of the people who I work with used to sing in a choir. And so they have that experience with, you know, the melody. Um, I don't know if maybe not everyone knows what harmony means. But yeah, I was like, let's yeah, let's yeah. bring it up. Let's talk. about So, harmony. for example, uh, there's the melody, which is the tune that everyone knows. And so if you could sing with me, Jill, la, la, now I'm going to harmonize with you. Another breath. La. So that's harmony. So you're singing a note and and I'm singing another note that's parallel to it but it's they sound nice together so um yeah so it's just when you get together with people um it's not only um a joyful thing just to have all the voices joining together and that feels really good and you get the oxytocin and the you know the bonding happening and the like the magical connection but when you add harmony to it it's just like for me just a mind-blowingly um amazing experience because I used yeah. to sing harmony in my, in the choirs and in my bands. And that just, it just like lights my fire. That's my soul food. So I love it. So just, and I guess there's when it's something is your soul food, there isn't necessarily a reason why 
but if there was a reason why, or what do you think it is that you love so much about harmony? I think it's just that, well, it's hard to explain really. I'm sure there's something scientific about it, but um, when you sing, when you're singing a song and somebody else is harmonizing with you and singing a different melody on top of your melody, right? Or if, if you're singing a song and then I harmonize with you, and then if you get another person who's doing another harmony on top of that three-part harmony, it just it just feels so good. And I think it I think it goes back to um, um, you know hunter gatherer times where everyone used to sing together and it was just part of the culture. Everyone sang, everyone danced. Um, we've lost that. We've lost that in our society. Like you said, you you sort of leave it behind and you get on with your life. But I was. Like literally last night, stayed up way too late reading this um, great book, which is over there and the name, the exact, I'm going to get the book. Okay. Get the book. Okay. It's called Mutant Message. This book is called Mutant Message. I'll just, if you're watching this podcast on YouTube, you'll be able to see the cover. Um and it's got this really lovely uh, endorsement from Marianne Williamson and many other um, people. But it's it's a really beautiful story. And in it, it was actually talking about, um, about how singing is almost like everybody should sing and everybody can sing. That's right. If you can talk, you can sing. And yeah. it's just, it's just that, oh, you know, it's like, it's, and it doesn't have to come naturally to you. If you... If you have the right training and practicing, you can learn to sing. You can learn to sing in tune. I mean, it's only uh, it's only um, maybe one percent of the population or something that I've read that actually can't learn to carry a tune. But most people can, and it's just that they've been told be quiet mm-hmm. or you know just mouth the words. There, okay, and that's so when you've I know that you've been putting groups together and you guys have been you know singing and just having fun and you're there to have fun. You're not there to like impress you know you're not there to impress anyone or like put a CD out. You're literally there. Like, what are the benefits? Like, what are the benefits you know about and one of the benefits that you're seeing from just getting together and singing and having fun? Yeah, that's it. When you set the intention of we're just going to get together and sing and have fun, we're not going to be you know, um, a group of accomplished, um, talented singers that are singing in perfect harmony. We're not, that's off the table because I don't believe in perfection. And I think when you sing imperfectly, it's a gift to everyone around you because then it gives them permission to sing imperfectly. Um, but yeah, the benefits are, um, you just, it's uplifting. It's a natural antidepressant. I bet. Yeah. Um, it gives you an euphoric lift. Would that last for days? Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. It's such an experience. Like we need to do more fun things in the world. I think we just like to get out there and do something that's not about doing something. You know what I like about that? It's not about doing something else. Mm -hmm. Like we do this so that we can get that. So that we can get that. So we can get that. Yeah. So we can get that. So we can, when do we stop? When do we, what's the, that we want to get? Maybe the, that we want to get is to hang out on a beach and sing with some people. <laughs> exactly. Maybe that's the, that. Yeah. And maybe <laughs> it's like just a bit, a bit of creativity and fun and being yourself, feeling free to be yourself and express oh, yourself. Oh, we all need more of that, yes. right? Like an invitation. So I like the fact that, you know, it's really, because as soon as you start going for getting this good, now that's creating all this judgment. Whereas you're just out there 
singing. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people want to become confident singers or they're not confident and how can we work on confidence? But um, the best thing to do is just not to have expectations of yourself. Sure, you can have goals to work towards, but but don't kill your creativity by going, be, by being afraid to make a mistake, right? Because when you take a chance and try it and let other, other people hear your voice, it's a gift to them because it gives them the permission. And we can sing imperfectly and we can try different things out. That's what we do in okay. my Sing Again group. We, we harmonize, but it's not... I actually used to produce sheet music for the group, but I decided to um, not to anymore because people felt like they would be making a mistake or they weren't going to do it properly. So I said, here's some recordings to, you know, guide you on how, what the par harmony parts could sound like, but feel free to experiment. Beautiful. Yeah. And we were talking like, what gets, what's getting in the way? Like what gets in the way of people being, so if we, you know, listeners of the Thinking Vitamin podcast who are not at your awesome singing circles, let's say they want to start singing again. What did you notice uh, with yourself or with the people you were, you know, who are in your singing circle, what's getting in the way of being a allowing ourselves to like, just ah, open up and let the sound come out. Yes. Um, there are a few things. And for me, the first thing was um, just saying, I don't have time for it. I have a full life. I've got a family. I've got a career. I don't have time to sing. And then I've got to clean my house and make the dinner and do laundry. And, you know, I don't have time to sing. Um, but it just became more and more clear that you do have to make time for something that brings you joy, you know? And so when I started working with you and we talked about mantras, I created a mantra. Can I sing it for you? Uh, okay, guys, I've, I've heard this or listeners, I've heard this and it's so good. I love this. Might not be the one you're expecting. Oh, what you, what <laughs> I have a few get? up my sleeve. So mm. this was my first mantra to be like, creating the space for joy okay right and getting my room ready to sing in and just making time for singing so it goes like this i create space for joy i create space for joy a time and a place for joy i create space for sing that to myself every day just because you know it's retraining the brain to um to make singing part of your life to make your creativity a priority okay I love this so much because I mean I I'm even writing a bit about this in my in my next book linking the mantras to song is brilliant and it's brilliant because, of course, the conscious mind, I talk about this in my book, It's Go Time. Listeners, if you haven't read It's Go Time, read it. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Chapter Absolutely. four, learn about your subconscious. You'll, it'll change your life. And But that, that part of the, the trick, the trick is, in terms of changing our life, is that our conscious brain has conceptual thought and our subconscious mind has, you know, feelings and emotions and not necessarily words. So when you sing an idea into your subconscious, you're actually, I mean, I, it's like WD-40. It's like, it's yeah. all over again. It's you're like, in the moment. It's like you're, it's going to speed up. It's going to just, it's going to, it's going to accelerate your subconscious Sonya's or whatever your subconscious name is. It's going to, listener, it's going to accelerate your ability to 
to actually create, let's say, create space for joy. So I'm a big fan of mantras, but I also feel like mantras, oftentimes people don't know how to do them. I am going to be teaching how to do mantras in the book. And I feel like yours is beautiful. It's the example of everything a mantra should be. Thank you. Um, I've been, I've been experimenting with them and making a mantra. I made one for clearing out my house. Um, I made one for my group that I was going to okay, I want to hear that one. I want to hear that. Can we do it? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. I don't know if I can. Okay. I can try. Okay. Yes. I forget. How, um, so remember when you, when you take the risk and, you know, face the fear of singing, okay. you're giving a gift to all your listeners, right? Because if you are willing to sing and you're not comfortable with it, then maybe other people will too, or whatever your creativity is. So with my group, um, I decided, well, they want to become confident. How can I do, how can I help them with that? They want to sing confidently. And a lot of them were self-conscious about their voice. So um, I actually learned this from a YouTuber, YouTuber uh, named Madeline Harvey, a vocal coach. And, um, and, I, and I ended up making a song to add to it. So there's this little exercise and it's just you, um, it's just about, so it's engaging the imagination to, and, and, and your energy to um, allow yourself to be seen and get comfortable being seen and being heard. So, so we start with imagining a bubble of energy. That's your essence inside of you. And we'll just raise our arms out and let that bubble of energy expand to the, to the tips of our fingers. See, now when you put your arms out, you might feel like, oh, this feels like I want to draw in, right? It does. Yeah, yeah I do I not want to do this right now. <laughs> I'm not comfortable being seen. So it's just an opportunity for us to say, I am comfortable being seen. I am comfortable being seen. Yeah, it's okay to be me and take up a space with who I am. It's okay to be me and take up a space with who I am. Yes, and then we can um, imagine our energy um, filling up the entire room. And then imagine this bubble of energy that's who you, you know, your essence going out the window and across the beach over to the other, over to the, across the bay there. We're looking at a little <laughs> bay here. So we're going to, we're going to send our energy to the yes. other side of the bay. And now, um, and you just keep telling yourself it's okay to be seen. And, and then we can try it with our voices. So we'll just do a, ah, uh, sing it with me, Jill. Ah, fill the room with your voice. Ah, ah, it's okay to be, I'm, I'm sure I'm a little uncomfortable, but I'm, I am willing to be heard, I'm willing to be seen and willing to be heard. So we're telling our voice to do the same thing that our body is doing by taking up space. Okay. And then we'll do this singing exercise that I made up this mantra song to go along with this exercise. Okay. And it goes. So I'll sing it and then you sing it. Okay. And then we'll sing it together. So, okay. Um, we are here and it's okay to send our voices across the bay. We are here and it's okay to send our voices across the bay. Voices big, voices strong. Voices big, voices strong. Got it. Okay. Feel the freedom in our song. Feel the freedom in our song. I love your voice. Thank you for letting me hear it. Wow. So we'll sing the whole thing now together. Okay. We are here and it's okay to send our voices across the bay. Voices big, voices strong. Voice. 
Voices big, voices strong. Feel the freedom in our song. Feel the freedom in our song. Wow. Thank you. Oh my God. So we would, you can imagine doing that on the beach. Amazing. <laughs> just like letting it out. Yeah. And moving a little bit and just, you know, if you get your body into it too, that's a really good way of freeing your voice. Just get, and you know, about confidence too. People, um, I mean, if you think we think about singers that everyone loves, they're not necessarily the best or most talented or technical singers, but it, the people who put their heart and soul into their song, right? Yeah. Like you think about Leonard Cohen, Bob Dylan, they're they're so touching, right? A lot of people love them, even though they might not be the best technical singers in the world. So it's about putting your heart and soul into it and being willing to be heard and make mistakes and being around, singing around people who, um, who just support you in that, you know, love of singing and who share that love of singing. This is just beautiful. Yeah, listeners, if you are, are here with us, if, you know, sing, sing again, sing, get out there, take up space, take yeah. up space with your creativity. Was it something else? Is it draw again? Is it paint again? Is it Write again. Write again. Do it again. Are you missing some aspect of creative expression? Although I do think everybody can sing. And I I do agree that it doesn't matter. Like sing off tune, sing on tune. I know the way I feel when I sing in the shower. But I what I really like about what you just shared is really just taking up space mm -hmm. with me. I think that's a really powerful... Everybody needs to be okay to take up space yeah. with who they are. I think that's just, yes, please thank you take for up taking, space with who making, you are. Thank you for taking up space with me and willing, being willing to share your voice. Yeah, and I, I just, I think that's a powerful message. I want you all, I want everyone, you deserve to take up space. You deserve to put your arms out and take up space. You're here. Guess what? That means you deserve to take up some space and, yeah, and, and, have, and do something that's joyful for you. We all deserve that. It's our right. I love it. Um, as we, let's, as we wind up today, why don't I ask you, um, well, I'll ask two more questions. First one is going to be, is there anything that I didn't ask you that would be nice to bring up or something you want to share with the listeners? Um, I would say, um, I would say just don't don't feel the need to be perfect. Um, be willing to make mistakes. And oh, I was going to say I wanted to say just get together with people who share share your love of singing. Like put on some on YouTube now. You can go and listen to karaoke, and you can just sing anything together in a room with people, right? So just get together with the intention of having fun, not like I'm the uh, audience and you're the performer, or vice versa, right? Just just have fun with it because. You know, everyone deserves to, to do something that they enjoy and make time for themselves. Awesome. And one thing I'm going to tell you, something that you might want to do if you really want to have fun with some friends, Sylvia has just started a YouTube channel. And one of the things on there is this beautiful, she also mentioned Leonard Cohen, who I love. And one of them is a beautiful, you're singing in harmony. You sing all three of the parts of Hallelujah, right. which is just a beautiful song. And 
you can also, and we'll, we'll have all the links in the show notes okay. and you can tell them where else to find you. But one thing I'm inviting you to do listeners, if you're going to take Sylvia up on the idea of just going and singing and getting out there with friends, you might check out, if you like the song, hallelujah, you could check that out on YouTube. But she actually, if you go to her website for free, I think you can get those different parts. So if that's something you'd like to try out with friends, singing in harmony, maybe singing hallelujah in harmony and just getting together and having a little fun, then um, you could go to her website and grab the different parts and learn how to sing hallelujah in harmony. Yes. Thanks. Thanks for that, Jill. That's right. I Because <laughs> I fun. have been um, having fun making recordings and putting them on YouTube with the different harmony parts. But then, um, but then for my, for the people as a teaching resource, I do create these videos and audio resources with the different harmony parts louder so that you can focus on just the lower one, like the alto or the tenor or the higher one, the soprano. Mm -hmm. And so that's what you can get. Amazing. If you go to. So that, that, that's at sylviahumble.ca. Okay. And my name is spelled S-Y-L-V-I-A. Beautiful. H-U-M-B-L-E. And... You'll also just be able to go click because wherever you are listening to this, there are show notes. Is there anything else? Uh, so we've got fo follow Sylvia on YouTube because that's where she releases these harmonies. And where else can listeners find you to learn more about you and keep an eye on all the beautiful music you're creating or an ear? Open okay. For? Well, I've just started a, a Facebook group, a community group to share the, to share inspirations and share my songs um, and uh, sing-alongs and things, events that I'm planning, and it's called Sing with Sylvia and Friends. So you could look up on on Facebook groups, Sing with Sylvia and Friends. I'm also on Instagram, just Sylvia Humble. Beautiful, yeah, lovely. So that wraps up today's episode of Thinking Vitamins, which is today's episode is really singing vitamins. Singing <laughs> is good for the soul. Creativity is good for the soul. We all deserve to express ourselves freely. Let's make a more beautiful, joyful, happier world with us all singing in song. Thank you so much, Jill. And and then my jingle comes on, right? Uh, yeah, we're about to go. <laughs> Cue the music. We're about to go into Sylvia's jingle, the think, Thinking Vitamins jingle. Yeah. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. It has been a lot of fun. Thanks for coming for coming over and uh, being my first live interview. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Thinking Vitamins podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, comment, follow, and come to thinkingvitamins.com where you can sign up to get our newsletter and additional free training. Okay.